Hi, Alex. Oh, wait, I'll start from the beginning. Perfect. Um, <laughs> hi, this is Christine McMahon Thompson with One World Magazine, and I'm here today with Alex Dixon. And we're going to be talking about the premiere issue of One World Magazine, which is going to drop mid-December. Mid-December. All right. And this week, we actually managed to put in the camera. So <laughs> you'll be hearing us if you are on uh, Spotify or any other podcast platforms. But if you're on YouTube, you can see us sitting at this table. Okay. At um, home. At home, yes. So, Christine. Our first issue uh, has a lot to bring to it. And uh, as far as I can tell, it's a lot of things that you personally identify with. Um, The big thing when I was just flipping through it, looking through it, I saw yoga. And we've had conversations (laughs) about that before. So I think that's a good spot to talk about and get everyone understanding what that's all about. Well, the in the, fir- the actually the very first article um, profiles Serge Bandura, and he has a yoga studio in Ojai, California. It's called Light and Space Yoga Studio, and he's a really dynamic and interesting teacher. As a 19-year-old, he was homeless, and he ended up in an ashram where he learned tantric yoga and meditation and then as a result he became really interested in in studying so he's studied all different kinds of yoga all different kinds of meditation he's traveled all over the world learning different things he spent a lot of time in in india and other parts of the of the world and now he's back in ojai teaching and anybody can take his classes he has classes available for anybody to take online um, so I would I would really highly recommend paying attention to him. So as far as like why why is yoga something that you wanted to put in the mat? Like what's your feelings on the subject? So I've always been an athlete growing mm-hmm. up, and um, I had these leg injuries, mm-hmm. and um, so I had to find some a way to work out. I had to stop running, right. and I had to find a way to exercise that was going to give me a full body workout. And I ended up in a hot yoga studio one day. It was about okay. seven or maybe more like 10 years ago. Okay. And when I took the class after the first class, I was completely hooked, Alex. Have you right. ever tried it? Uh, I had... <laughs> All right. Do you remember We Fit? Yes. So I had that when I was at like 13 years old. And my sister was like... what? She's the one who bought it and she never used it. But for some reason, I was like, I kind of want to try the yoga. So for like three years, I would do yoga on my Wii Fit. And that was like my, and I, always, I felt so great after doing it. And I stopped doing it right when I started doing drumline in high school when I probably needed it the most. Because I had that like 20, 30 pounds on my shoulders all the time. But it definitely like, even just that weird little bit coming out of my game console was like, this makes me feel better. Like every once in a while, I'll do like a tree pose is the only one that I remember but I'll do that all the time just kind of stretch out there there are so many benefits to it It, it's it's really for your mind as well they call it moving meditation and you get into the same 
postures over and over again. Mm-hmm. I did it, especially I had some family trauma. My father had Parkinson's. My mother had a major stroke. I had two young children I was raising mm-hmm. and I had a business. Right. So I would go to yoga every day. And um, I was really encouraged to do that by a musician who we'll talk about later. Right. But um, it was, it was, it's a very, very important thing in my life. And it's something that I, I love to share with other people right. to encourage people to to practice it it helps your balance it helps your alignment it helps right. your strength you just use your own body weight mm-hmm. and um an interesting thing was my father had parkinson's right. so i used to teach him i i'm certified in me- as a meditation teacher right. but and, and i do have my my teaching for yoga as well but i i don't teach i'm a student right. Right, right, right. <laughs> but right now during covid there are all these ways to do it my my father though he was in his 80s and so i had him practicing yoga and he had marked differences the doctor would notice yeah. with his parkinson's oh yeah i think the the reason why something like yoga or for me, I think my version of it was just going to the gym and lifting weights, doing stuff like that. I think it's, I mean, the, those are both things that work with your body and really help you with that. But I think it's the act of going in, having something to do every day where you can just go and do it. And it kind of connects you with the feeling in your body and it really makes you like just kind of feel yourself as a person and it kind of centers you a little bit. And I think that's, the number one thing that like changes in your mentality is just this i have something to go do today i have something that's gonna make me feel better and it just kind of helps your psychology your physicality all these things i think that that works in conjunction and that's why when you have something like yoga i think that's the main reason why you feel better is not just because of the physical movement but because of the mentality that goes along with it. I think that's that's a big reason why I like things like that. The, the, yeah, I, I agree with you. And the, the other thing I really like about it is that it's an ancient practice. Right. And it involves, uh, there, there are a lot of different things. I, I do a lot of Ashtanga yoga mm-hmm. and yoga you call it yoga flow uh-huh. and um, it's a it's a modernized version of it right but the poses are the same that were that have been used for right, centuries right, right. and so it was something for a long time that was really kept from the masses it was only the elite right. intellects and and religious people who were using it it's not a religion by the way it's there's no there's no spirituality right, with right, it right. it's you you can incorporate that in different aspects but what i do is really just for meditation right. purposes. So I th- I I just think that it's something that everyone should at least try once. <laughs> Whether it's actually yoga or whatever your version of yoga is. Mm-hmm. Go for a hike, go skydiving, whatever you do, just have something to do. That's interesting that you understand that because yeah. that actually is one of the one of one of the, the tenets of yoga is that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be doing the poses it's the basic tenet is that you're in the present yes and so many of us ride this line between being in the past and bringing the past into our day Mm -hmm. or being in the future and worrying about what we're going to do exactly later and not enjoying the present and Mm -hmm. if you are stayed focusing on the present those are the building blocks to get you to to a really great day. <laughs> That's, that is a much more concise way of saying the thing that I was trying to say earlier. Perfect. Thank um, you. <laughs> so uh, another one of the articles in there is about Troy and Theodora Palomalu. So 
want to talk about that for a little bit? Yes, those are two of my favorite people in yeah. the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy and Theodora, I first met them when Troy was a football player with right. uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was a star player, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> and um, they first came, we did a photo, photo shoot with them and a cover, I think it was as long as maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, for that shoot, um, I had them posing as... As Samson and Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great compliment for him. And I'm sure she felt something about that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I had That's him between fun. these yeah. two big, you know, Greek That's cool. posts and yeah, he, yeah. columns, and he was pushing them away, and she was That's standing great. next to him. But um, so those were super great. But really as a great. result, we became really good friends. They're, right. they're very spiritual people and very much into to really great nutrition. Right. Um, one of the things now is that they moved from Pittsburgh to Southern California. Yeah. And um, I went to visit them at their home mm-hmm. where they, Troy and, and Theodore are very much into what their they use they use what their food is they use their nutrition yeah. as medicine okay. and so now they have the luxury of having a, a huge yes. garden that mm-hmm. they run it's organic and most of their food comes from there they're really into um, certain kinds of water okay. they um, exercise every day they pray every day um, Theodora's one of the great quotes that she gave us for this article was that she gets up, her mindful technique is that she gets up every morning to pray and be uh-huh. grateful for another day. And she spends about 15 minutes doing that before sunrise. That's great. And then she gets with her children. Uh-huh. They have two sons who are preteens mm-hmm. and they are both at home right now. Of course. So there's there's a lot of that dynamic. But they also have the Troy and Theodora Palomalu Foundation. And that's wonderful. They they really focus on giving back to people. And um, Troy is Samoan, right. so um, he really helps Samoa, and that's 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 the focus of their life. So I, I just love being around them. Oh, they're fantastic! Like Troy Palomalu is one of like the the main figures of my childhood because I grew up while he was on the Steelers, and so he's like one of the seminal figures of Pittsburgh culture that I remember growing up so just like I don't know he's he's just someone that I'll always I'll hear the name and just think of fondly and then hearing the things that he's doing now it's just more and more interesting and just cool to learn about he's just a great guy he's very they're, they're very focused on mm-hmm. on really making the most of this life right and that's something that that we really connect connect on so I, I just love I love being around them I'm looking yeah. forward to going back to California soon and, and spending some time with them Great. so moving from the Palomalus now we have uh, the cover of our first edition which is Beth Stern and her husband Howard Stern he's not on the cover but <laughs> <laughs> so Beth is from Pittsburgh she's a Fox Chapel native and she went to Fox Chapel High School and I met her 20 years ago when I launched World Magazine. I was doing research into what kind of magazine I wanted to do, and I found this magazine called Hamptons, and on the cover was this beautiful woman in a bikini. <laughs> and when I found out, her name was Beth Ostrowski, when I found out that she was from Pittsburgh, I called her immediately mm-hmm. and said, please come in for a photo shoot, and right. I, I want you on my cover. Yeah. And so we did. When we did, she and I really connected and became became friends 
for the same basic reasons. She's very much into into exercise and being active and giving back. And um, we were spending some time together, and, and she told me that she had this new boyfriend, right. and that it was Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah. He's one of the best interviewers I've mm-hmm. ever heard of. Right. So then we did several covers together and I would bring her in to do shoots. Well, right. Howard started getting into photography right. himself. So then he started shooting the covers. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking to revive War- One World, I got in touch with them right. and they said, we'll do the cover shoot for you. And yeah. So they did, but they're such a great couple. They've been in quarantining now right. in their house in the Hamptons mm-hmm. where they have a big room where they do, she's a, uh, an, an inter- international spokesperson for the North Shore Animal League. Right. And um, they rescue cats and kittens and they, they have a huge wing at that, that rescue center right. um, that they dedicated to different people like Billy Joel mm-hmm. and Rachel Ray. And um, they really have, done amazing amazing work and right now they're working with several different they, they have their resident cats yeah. yoda who's on the cover with yeah. them and several other ones but um howard does watercolors uh-huh. and he did a, he's he's which is amazing he's yeah. such a talented artist and he gave us one of the the images we're, we're one of the first people to that he released these images to right. his watercolors are so good they look like to me they look like photographs yeah i just every time i hear howard stern all i can think of is the first time he was on america's got talent when i was young and i looked at him and said wow that's really cool how they got slash on here (laughs) (laughs) and then they were like no that's howard stern i'm just like oh okay so every time that's just all i can think of but just what he now that i'm older and i know more about him and everything he's just one of the like more fascinating people on the planet i think like I just everybody seems to know him everybody likes talking about him for the most part and i just think that's kind of a cool position to be in in life i think i feel like with them it's that they have the same kind of interaction that troy and theodora do where they're right. a great balance for one another mm-hmm. and they're really interested in in having a healthy lifestyle yeah. although beth in in the article you'll you'll read she 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 confesses that that she she likes burgers and fries <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like she eats those kind right. of things but but that's that's what she confesses to that so it's, it's pretty funny but uh they're a great couple i i think that's the ideal way of living life is like <laughs> for the most part being like i, I want to focus on my own health but i'm not so obsessed with it that i can't do that and i promise i'm not just saying that to justify the fact that i ate wendy's on the way here today (laughs) but i really do think that it's important to balance out your health with your happiness and if that day you're like i want a burger eat the burger just don't like do it every day yeah don't don't let one counterbalance the other always keep them focused that's kind of my thought process i like it oh. sorry i'm just marking down time stamps all right so one of our traditions that we're going to be building on this podcast is asking about what music everyone's listening to right now uh so christine what are you listening to right <laughs> and then you're going to tell me what you're listening to absolutely right? <laughs> not <laughs> 
No way. No, no you, you, have you moved off of Michael Buble or are you still on him for the holiday? Uh, I so at church the um, I run the junior high ministry at my church, and the we we have like a sound system that we play music through, and I made the Christmas playlist, and we've already been listening to it. And Michael Buble is very heavily featured on that playlist. <laughs> so I've kind of moved away from listening to him in my free time because I already have to listen to him on repeat. So <laughs> that's not to say that I don't every once in a while, but he's, he's not my main squeeze right now. I got it. So, I got it. So my, my main squeeze is not squeeze. It's actually, uh, which I do like squeeze, uh-huh. but, but I've been listening to Michael Franti mm-hmm. and he has a new album that he released. It's called Work Hard and Be Nice to People. Right. And he is an artist who, he does world beat music. Yeah. Um, I met him uh, maybe about, I think it's been, I think it's been seven years ago now. Okay. I was driving to work and I heard his song, The Sounds of Sunshine. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And then I heard that he was coming to Stage AE the next day. <laughs> so I called Stage AE and I said, hey, set aside tickets. I'm coming. I'm bringing my friends with me and right. we're, we're going to come. And then it dawned on me that maybe I should call his rep mm-hmm. and ask if I had a I had a spot on Pittsburgh Today Live on yeah. CBS then. So I called them and uh, said, do you think he would be interested in coming on TV with me? Right. And they said, sure. <laughs> so before I knew it, the next morning, there's Michael Franti's bus pulls up and he came in and we were sitting in the green room. I, and right. I knew he was a big yogi. I knew that he mm-hmm. practiced yoga regularly. And so we were sitting there and he said, hey, Christine, how often are you practicing yoga? <laughs> and I said, oh, about every other day. And he said, you have to do it every day. You have to do it every single day. Right. And so ever since then, I've, I've really prioritized it. So I, I, I'd say pretty much almost every single day, right. except when I had hip replacement surgery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't practice it then. Right. But some days, Alex, I'll even do it twice a day. I'll do yeah. it in the morning and then, and then I'll do another round in the evening. That's that's one of my favorite things to do is one of those days where you have that burst of energy in the morning and gets you that opportunity to kind of set yourself up for the rest of the day and then you wind down at the end. So you kind of, I, th- I think that's like the ideal way to do it is to kind of have your up and then your slow down right at the end. I, I really enjoy doing things like that. Um, I had a thought. Oh, <laughs> used, uh, Sound of Sunshine. Yes. So there's actually an album that I was listening to by a guy named Jonathan Colton. Uh, oh, I don't know him. He's um, He made like a lot of music just kind of for the internet. Like he wasn't on any radio stations or anything like that. Um, but he's he's had a couple like mildly well-known songs. But he had an album a couple years ago called Solid State. So a lot of his things are, they're not funny but they're kind of about weird things and that whole album is like a concept album about living in like a dystopian like logan's run kind of future the first song on that album is called wake up i think and it's one of like the most beautiful things you've ever heard it's just this really soothing kind of like but then when you hear the rest of the album and then you go back and listen to it it's like very sinister actually so i just that just made me think of it because the whole context of the song is like it's very bright and happy and 
sweet to listen to and that just when you said sound of sunshine that's the first thing that popped into my head and that was something i was listening to recently well i think i think when we talk about a healthy lifestyle it's important to remember that it really does matter what we put in our heads right so our thoughts really do matter if you if you are thinking good thoughts you literally, I always remember the scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. where you think good thoughts and you rise up. But that exactly. really is true. And you can raise your own vibration mm-hmm. and you can raise that around of people around you. I, I think right now one of the one of the issues is that people are kind of not being nice to one another. Mm-hmm. I, I, I notice myself, it's a beautiful day today, so I've been trying to take as many walks as I can and just to get outside and to enjoy it. Yeah. And I notice that when I walk by people and I say hello or good morning or good Mm -hmm. afternoon they're not responding no and that's i think it's because we have this like for a good while the whole idea was that you can't go near anyone you can't go out you can't do anything i think people have really internalized that into sort of a fear of any other person so someone even just saying hi people take that as kind of like a get away from me i'm not supposed to be near you and it's kind of made it hard to socialize which is terrible because i think we're both very um outgoing (laughs) i can't think of the word introvert extroverted right yes and i love like when you're standing next to someone at the bus stop and you just kind of make a friendly comment to them and you just have a conversation with this person that you're never going to see again that's that's kind of thing it like invigorates me and you cannot do that right now and that's just like it, it feels like a vital part of the lives of most people is just gone and it it worries me that it's going to take a while for that to come back i think that's a really interesting observation yeah. I, I i i too love doing that i, I love yeah. that you just said that because i i love interacting with someone who i know i'll never see them again yeah. it's, it's just this little passing in in, in the day and, and then that's it for the rest of of, right. the, of my life and yeah. there's but this is, it's, it's, it's really something. Pittsburgh was always known as being such a friendly town. Absolutely. And there's definitely a dynamic there that is this sort of everyone has this shell around them. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 like you, yes, I'm wondering what, what the impact will be on our society. Right. Especially around here because this is the most livable city in <laughs> America. And right. I really, it always felt like everyone was super friendly. Like, you could just walk around downtown and somebody could literally be headphones in their ears just kind of looking dejectedly. And then you just kind of look at them and you're just like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, hey, how are you today? Like, it doesn't matter because people are very, like, interpersonal in the city. And it just feels like a big part of our environment is being lost by that. Like, a part of our culture. Like, everyone makes the joke about Canadians being so friendly and always <laughs> ready to apologize. And that's something I kind of saw in Pittsburgh also. And it it's very sad to see that kind of moving away. So that's I think that's the main reason why, like, I'm just so excited for all of this to be over and we can just get back to being, like, the city that we always were. Because we worked hard to get to this point from what Pittsburgh used to be. And it it's... It, feels like all that's kind of going down the drain like it's wasted effort cleaning up the city if everyone's just gonna you know be negatively focused yes i think that's and and interestingly i think that's going to be a great spot it's going to be the sweet spot for one world magazine right because we'll really be able to 
bring that sense of community back Absolutely. by introducing people. I have so many interviews in there. I have yeah. local boutique owners, mm-hmm. people who are starting new online businesses, right. um, businesses that are in California as well as in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a sense there that people will feel this 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 unity right. again. And that's, again, why it's called One World, Absolutely. because people really need to feel that connection it, it yeah. seems like right now there's so much isolation and and you know sometimes I sort of am like am I invisible like do they not see me at yeah, all and right. and and that that sensation is one you know it's, it's, there have been psychological studies about that right. where people feel as though they're invisible and they're not there and they're not even being mm-hmm. seen or heard that's really detrimental to to someone's psyche yeah absolutely. so I'm really looking forward to seeing how people yeah. react to one world that's that's going to be we, we can only hope for the best, and I'm really expecting it to, especially in a time where we're all separated, having mm-hmm. something that reminds everyone, like, we're one community, we're a group of people, not a group of individuals, that we can, like, look at that and then be hopeful for what's going to happen after instead of worrying about, like, what's happening now. We can kind of look to think, oh, this is what I have to look forward to whenever everything clears up. I think that's... Hopeful optimism is the best thing that we can have right now, and I think that that's what we're kind of providing. So. Yeah, that's and that's that's sort of my nature is to always be right. optimistic. It's just it's just how I am. Right. But one of the things I love are words. Yes, and so I love the fact that we are we're one voice, we're mm-hmm. one world, we're one community, right. and as a, in a global sense, and it's the universe. Right. It's one song. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole basis of string theory. I've been, right. I've been studying string theory lately, not that I understand it that well, <laughs> but I've been studying it, and basically what it is is that there, it's, it's, it's just the universe is just yeah. one song. It's, yeah. there's, there's a melody out there, and it's really fascinating when you mm-hmm. step back and look at that, right. and the word healthy is mm-hmm. heal thy. So when you're becoming healthier, you're actually healing yourself. So that's really the focus of One Mm -hmm. World is to remember that we can heal ourselves and we can heal one another simply by doing the taking the steps to take care of ourselves first and seeing how that increase in our vibration and and that's all this world is anyway is just vibes, (laughs) (laughs) light, sound. It's all it is. That's water. You you saying string theory. So when I <laughs> when I first applied to Pitt, uh, so I graduated with degrees in political science and filmmaking, and when I applied, I was going for astrophysics. Ah. So I love string theory. My my main thing was um universal background radiation. Yes. But so Michio Kaku has one of the best quotes of all time, where he said, um, the the sound of the strings that make up the universe for string theory, uh, hearing that sound is hearing the voice of God. Yes. And I love that quote because I think that really shows a, a really deep part of the, the psyche that people don't think about, which is that this foundational thing runs through everybody. And hearing the voice of God in that quote is kind of saying that we're all connected in this one unifying way and that's what the the strings are so looking to the very basics of our entire universe shows the connections that we all have and i just 
I love that quote. I love that you brought up string theory because it's an excuse for me to talk about potentially the nerdiest thing that I know. So. Well, actually, I, I'm reading a book on astrophysics right. because I'm, I'm so fascinated with it. And the interesting thing about it that you'll really love is that yeah, yeah. it really does all come, it comes back, yoga is based on that. So right. the sound of Om mm-hmm. is the sound of the universe. It's, right. It really is. And mm-hmm. it's it's the basis for so many Amen. Right. You know, it's there. It's mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing. And there's there's a dynamic when people practice the sound of Om, which is connecting to the sound of the universe. Right. That it it and, and saying Amen mm-hmm. when when you when you do that, you're actually activating a healing sensation right, in your right, own right. body just from those vibrations. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, and and I think that now that we're on astrophysics, <laughs> uh, <laughs> revealing so, our very nerdy sides, oh, of course. <laughs> The thing that I wanted to focus on was the idea of looking towards the center and the origin point and seeing what everything kind of connected. So I, the reason why I got into it was um, Contact by Carl Sagan. Yes. One of my favorite books. And um, it, I was like, well, I want to do astrophysics so that I can be the one that finds aliens. I was like, here's how we could do it. <laughs> so it was um, using universal background radiation, which is the radiation uh, rippling out from the Big Bang. So I was like, well, if there was some way to trace that backwards, then we could potentially be looking essentially back in time, looking at, like, if we just kept going in one direction, we could potentially find, like, a civilization from an older point in the universe. I don't know whose phone that is. But, um, and that just kind of made me realize that there is this connecting point for everything where you can look back and if something has an origin then it has a a place that we can look to it's like a universal common factor the the big thing that you can break everything down to and see how it all flows in the same way and that kind of shaped the way that i look at everything like you look at a person on the street and you can follow their background radiation to the same point as you and you can kind of connect and branch off in that way and that kind of it's a humbling way of looking at it and it's a empathic way of looking at it and i just i think that that kind of helps the worldview that i have by making every person feel more like a person in that way so. it's interesting you say that because my father was a radiologist mm-hmm. and so he always instilled in us the love of science right. and as a matter of fact the day that he died he was he was studying calculus because mm-hmm. he really believed that you take what you take with you to the next right right right, right. space yeah is all the, are all the lessons that you've learned here right. and that we're really just here to learn things. Absolutely. But he really instilled in, in all of us children was the power of vibrations. Mm-hmm. And he would say that all of the time. He would say it's all vibes. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all electromagnetic fields. It's all sound vibes. Yeah. It's all light. It's all the, the vibrations that come in. And, you know, you need to, to, to study that to understand that, for instance, when light comes in, right. there are these the, the different colors, and mm-hmm. that's what the ancients interpreted for the chakras. Right. So, and and the 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 levels of the light, they're, they're all mathematical. Right. I always say it's all physics, it's all math. Yep. But that's that's really what it is. And so, when you start breaking those kind of aspects down, you start to really understand a little bit more about our world, and right. and that's the connectivity as yeah, well for absolutely. one world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, do we have anything else we want to bring up? Anything else we want to talk about? We've been going for a while. So yeah, I think no, that I think we're be... good. Okay. Great. So um, 
we'll end this off by saying if you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> uh, there's an audio-only version that's going to be out on Spotify and a lot of other platforms where you can get podcasts. And if you're listening to this in the audio-only version on our YouTube channel, One Whirl, there is a video version of this where you can watch us talking to each other. And yeah, so I think that's... That's it for today. Yeah. All right, we'll just say practice good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. thanks, Alex. Yeah, thank you, Christine.